Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So really the question is, what campaign objective should I use? But I'm realizing that there's a few layers underneath that. All your ads on Facebook and Instagram revolve around this. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to episode 167 of the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is Ralph Burns alongside my amazing co-host, Molly Pittman. Molly, how are you? Hello, Ralph. I'm doing amazing. Happy to be here with you. How are you? I'm really good. Now that we're we back split together. Up on the, I know. We split know. up on the last two episodes. It was sad. There was a girls episode and a boys episode. I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're going gender specific now. Trying to finish up. But we're right. back. <laughs> back together, <laughs> mixing the genders. Um, no, it's always, I don't know. It's like more fun doing this with you. Agreed. I mean, no offense to Tanner or anybody else because he was awesome, but it's just so much more fun. I know. I love guests, but uh, yeah. you're, you're my recording buddy. So uh, that's right. Yeah. I'm pumped about this one. Yeah, we're actually going to see each other in a week, too. So we don't really, yeah. Yeah, people don't realize that. that we actually record separately, what, like 2,000 miles apart, depending yeah. on where Molly is. Could be 10,000 miles apart. <laughs> She has, she's homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, you're outside of Boston, right? On the, I am. the Cape? I am. Yeah. Sagamore Beach. Um, mm. I actually had a perpetual traffic fan drive-by one day because I mentioned what? like where I was from. Yeah. And I got a message on Messenger. I'm at your house outside and um, <laughs> your, your garage door is open. <laughs> Swear you're to God. Like- was it was there like, truth to that or was it, it just was. someone messing with you my teenagers left the garage door open so That's it was actually hilarious. really funny i was you, like you, wow my first wow. stalker yeah people want to know where ralph lives apparently i don't know why i'm currently in kentucky where i grew up with my family so yeah fun awesome. times here and yeah, yeah we'll be seeing each other next week or by the time this comes out mm-hmm. this week for 
Mini Chats conference this weekend. So if you want a last minute, grab a ticket to Austin. We've got over 800 people come in, lots of fun parties, two people from Facebook speaking. It's going to be awesome. Conversationsconference.com. Yeah. yeah, Happy to be back here with you, Ralph. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. I'm amazed that there's 800 people going to that thing. I know. And I know a lot of podcast listeners have told me that they're coming. So on the first night, Friday night, we'll have a party that starts at six up by the pool, a welcome party. I know Ralph and I will both be there. So come say hi. Give us feedback about the show. We sit here and talk into microphones to each other. So it's always nice to meet you guys in person. Yeah, absolutely. You might not recognize the faces, but you might actually recognize the voices. (laughs) That's usually what happens. When I asked somebody at a conference, like, yeah, can you uh, hit 17? They're like, wait a second, I know your voice. So it does happen. Hi, guys. This is Darren Clark, the producer of Perpetual Traffic, created by the team here at Digital Marketer. If you're loving this podcast, you're going to love our lab community. As a member, you will gain access to a treasure trove of blueprints, templates, and tools for every aspect of marketing and growing a business. We have made it easy so that you can become an expert in content creation, social media, paid traffic, SEO, email marketing, and so much more. So go to digitalmarketer.com forward slash trial for an absolutely free 30-day membership. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash trial. All right, on with the show. Well, in your travels, you've been doing a lot of stuff, some live events, and I know you went to a training just recently, or you're doing a training, and the subject of today's podcast came up, and it's something that we haven't addressed in quite some time. So we try to go deep on some things because we get technical and geeky and everything and Facebook (laughs) out, but you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I always say this to people. I always listen to what Molly says, even though, or anybody else who's in our space that I really respect when it comes to Facebook ads, even if they're talking about the basic stuff, because you always pick out something new or a new interpretation of something that you thought was true on the platform. And you learn from really simple things. And today is probably one of the more simple subjects because like all your ads on Facebook and Instagram revolve around this. But you know what's funny before you reveal it, uh, Mm. which most people probably know from the title, but that's an open loop, by the way. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say it's the most important because a lot of time doesn't go into it. Like, you know, targeting or, you know, your marketing hooks or crafting a really good offer. Mm -hmm. But it is one of those situations that if you click the wrong button, you're simply not going to get the results that you want. So just to set the stage, and it's the first thing Facebook asks you when you go to set up a campaign. So just to make this more serious. (laughs) Yeah. So the thing we're talking about today is what? campaign objective. So (laughs) people are like, oh, I thought you were going to talk about something Ah. interesting. (laughs) No, well, this is really interesting because the choices now for campaign objective, there's a lot of them. So we're going to try and simplify it here. But when all is said and done for the majority of the ads that Molly 
runs and that I run and that Tier 11, the ad agency runs, is website conversions. So, mm-hmm. But there are a lot of other objectives and a lot of these other yeah. objectives we found really useful, sort of depending on the warmth of your traffic and depending on your audiences, depending on lots of different things. And all these new objectives, some of them aren't new, they're just kind of renamed. It's like, right. you know, the link clicks objective is now the traffic, traffic. and consideration objective. Right. You know, so there, a lot of them are just sort of repackaged, but we have through a lot of testing here figured out that some of these objectives that you would typically think would just be website conversions or mm-hmm. would just be maybe video views or page post engagement or whatever it is. Now there's different ways to use these objectives to achieve the goal that you want with your ads. Exactly. And a lot of it is very situational too. That's what I'm learning as more people ask me, which objective should I use? Sometimes it has to do with audience size. There are just some different nuances that we're going to talk about today. But just to sort of repeat and go in depth a bit, what I said earlier, Ralph, what this is, the campaign objective. So when you're going to set up a Facebook ad, this is the first question Facebook's going to ask you, what's your marketing objective, right? And right now in 2018, Facebook has 11 different options. So it can be pretty confusing to figure out which one you should be choosing. So that's what the objective is. This is what tells Facebook exactly what you want out of the campaign, right? This really starts everything. This tells Facebook how they should optimize your campaign, even who they should show the ads for, people that are most likely to take an action like clicking the traffic objective. So this really does decide a lot about what Facebook is going to do with your campaign. And we just want to make sure you guys are making the most informed decisions possible for your campaigns. I do notice a lot when there's an issue with a campaign, a lot of times it is the objective or changing the objective can make a huge difference. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited to run through these, Ralph. If you look at just the pure objectives, if you look at either auction or reach and frequency, your choices actually even multiply more than that. So you're really looking at like 18 different choices or 17 different choices, depending on how you look at it. But I think we're really going to be focused more on, at least in this episode, on the auction Mm -hmm. tab. So as soon as you hit campaign objective, create new campaign, it's going to ask you what that marketing objective is. And if you go back to any of the episodes here in Perpetual Traffic, we're probably referring to a lot of these campaign objectives with different Mm -hmm. names because they have changed. Molly, so in the training that you're doing right now, what's the question that you sort of have heard over and over again with regard to objective that you maybe say, well, there's not really one answer here, or maybe it sort of depends. So tell us about that. You know, this was mentioned a few episodes ago, but I'm doing a course right now with Ezra Firestone called Train My Traffic Person. And it's fun because I'm getting to work really directly. It's like group mentorship and coaching. And so when people ask, which objective should I use? I'm getting to say, well, what exactly are you doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are you trying to sell something? Are you generating a lead? Are you running a top of funnel ad? Once I get that answer, then I usually ask what the audience size is because some objectives aren't best suited for smaller audiences, I found. Mm-hmm. So really the question is, what campaign objective should I use? But I'm realizing that there's a few layers underneath that and a thought process that I know I go through sometimes that we probably haven't talked about. Like, for example, I usually don't use a conversion campaign for a retargeting audience that's smaller than probably 
three to 5,000 people. So I think it's great, Ralph, if we just go through each of these, they're in three columns, we can just quickly explain them and then just share some situations where conversion campaigns are great if you're wanting to generate a lead or get someone to take an easy action on a page, Mm -hmm. but what are the buts, right? right? But not best when you have a small audience, right? And I know you have some of those examples too. Yeah, for sure. Why don't we just go right through them here? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so Facebook breaks this down through awareness, one column, consideration, second column, and conversion, which is the third column. So the conversion one is the one I would say we probably use the most, and we can address that maybe last. Yeah, let's start with awareness. Yeah, let's start with brand awareness. So where is the ideal spot to use the brand awareness objective in your opinion. Brand awareness. Facebook says increase awareness of your brand by reaching people who are more likely to be interested in it. I think this is an overlooked objective because brand awareness is kind of a lame term to direct response marketers, right? Uh, like It doesn't sound like the sexiest thing, but I have had a lot of success with brand awareness for top of funnel campaigns, mm-hmm. um, especially for things like distributing a blog post to pixel people so that I can retarget them. Brand awareness can be a great objective to use for top of funnel situations like that. What have you guys Yeah, we did a test for brand awareness. This is for like level one traffic. And if you don't know what the levels are, we're speaking really about cold traffic, people who don't know who you are, we do exclusions for maybe website custom audiences, somebody who's visited your page or your site in the last 180 days, and then maybe your buyers or your leads. So we tend to exclude people typically in these cold audiences. Sometimes we keep them in sort of depends on what the objective of the customer is. But level one traffic, if you go back to episode 145, talk about all the different levels, level one through five in the e-commerce at Amplifier. We also have a download that you can get on that episode 145. But basically level one traffic is for cold audiences. So if we have an objective where we're trying to say, have somebody engage with our content or pixel somebody through either a video or more likely probably like a blog post or a piece of chunky content, Brand awareness is one of those objectives we will absolutely use. And we'll typically, we'll split test it against some of the other objectives to see if we can get more people to be pixeled or to engage with our content than maybe we could with the traffic objective, which is the next one that we're going to talk about. Then we'll do engagement alongside of it. We might also do conversion alongside of it and test all four of those and see which actually gets the objective or the one goal that we're trying to achieve, which ultimately is to get them to view or get them to land on our landing page or our piece of content. So we can then maybe take them to the next step once they engage with our content and try and sell them on our product or service. So what we find a lot is that the brand awareness objective is one of the cheapest objectives right now because I think it's really underutilized. So you can pixel people more cheaply. Is that a way you can actually say it? More cheap or more cheaply? I don't really know. Then you can with some of the other objectives. I would definitely test this though. We're actually doing a massive test right now versus the traffic objective right now inside tier 11. I love it. 
Yeah, most definitely. So brand awareness, yeah, we definitely use it for level one traffic, but a lot of the account managers inside tier 11 actually use brand awareness for some of the deeper levels of traffic too. Mm, Interesting. Because it's so cheap to actually get those people who are in a finite audience, like what you said, maybe two, 3,000 people, instead of doing a website conversion objective to get them to purchase after they've added the product to cart, but then didn't buy, that would be like a level four traffic brand awareness objective there, you will be able to get in front of more of those people in that small audience than you probably would. You'd probably be able to do it more cheaply than you would like a website conversion objective. So don't discount it for other deeper levels of traffic. We also have some folks who use it for level two and level three traffic. Somebody who actually clicks on an ad, clicks to your landing page, or maybe views one of your products. So it can be used all throughout the whole continuum of ads. I think it's primarily used for that level one cold traffic, though. And that's where we've had the best experience with it. Yeah. And of course, always test this stuff, guys. But brand awareness, I think definitely top of funnel. And then, you know, for those smaller audiences, it can absolutely work too when you're retargeting down the funnel. I think along those same lines, Ralph, below brand awareness is reach, right? And Facebook says, show your ad to the maximum number of people. I have found this to be really similar to brand awareness. The only thing that I've noticed differently is that I get a lot more impressions when I use reach. So if you have something, especially if it's bottom of the funnel and it's a small audience, test brand awareness, but definitely test reach. Because even if you have a really small audience then of course, you know, website conversions isn't going to work very well because it's not going to happen frequently enough, right? Mm -hmm. Really, even same thing with traffic can be the case in some scenarios. But with reach, basically, you're almost forcing Facebook to show this ad to as many people as possible. It's really good too, I've noticed, if you're having trouble with your relevance score and you're having trouble getting impressions on a campaign... Test something with reach and see what results you get. Yeah. With all these objectives, I don't think we have enough time on this show to go through it. Once you actually do select the objective, you actually have the option to be able to choose from a couple of different choices under optimization for ad delivery. Mm. So this is where I think some people get tripped up is that they're not really sure what to put into these like frequency caps or, you know, impression every set number of days. What we'll typically start with is what Facebook pre-populates. So if we were to use the reach objective, we would start with frequency cap of one and then impression every seven days. It's typically the way that we'll start. And Ralph, the only time I do something different, I use reach. For example, we ran a four-day flash sale for a client a few weeks ago. It was just four days. It was just two people who had purchased the product before to get them to purchase again with a heavy discount. We used a lifetime budget and then I used reach and I actually set it for three impressions a day. But the only reason cool. I did that is because I only had four days to show the ad. So ah, yeah. just to give a little, but I think the default one impression every seven days, if this is an evergreen campaign, there's no problem there. Okay, so let's move on to the next one, Ralph. Yeah, the next one is consideration. We're now in the consideration column, We're Molly. considering. What do you do when you consider an ad on Facebook? There's all kinds of different objectives here. The first one being traffic. So this was the old website clicks going way back a few years ago. This is basically, hey, Facebook, put me in front of an audience that is just going to click 
and hopefully go back to my yep. website and create traffic for my website. So where would you use this one? So I usually use this when I'm wanting to run ads to a sales page or to a landing page where something's a big ask, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, if the product's like over 50 bucks, let me give you a good example. When I was running ads for Traffic and Conversion Summit and we were wanting to sell tickets for anywhere from $500 to $1,500, which is a big ask, I would use the traffic objective to retarget all of our warm audiences, right? Email list, website custom audience, you know, anybody that was familiar with the brand that I could get my hands on. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been my biggest use case for traffic is when I'm sending to a page where honestly the conversion objective just wouldn't happen frequently enough, right? Right. Facebook needs 50 conversions a week. So anything that's higher dollar or bigger ask, I use traffic. I've also used it at the top of the funnel to get clicks over to blog posts too. So there's that use case. I've also used it if we have a piece of content that's more in the consideration phase, maybe it's a testimonial or something that we're wanting people to watch. I've used traffic objective to get them over to that page also. That's very, very cool. I love a part of this objective and we use this quite a bit just because we go into this a little bit in episode 161 and 162 where we're going through some troubleshooting is that one of the ways in which you can optimize for your ad delivery is to choose either link clicks or landing page views in the traffic objective. And we particularly like landing page views just because that's really what you want to optimize for. Like you want link clicks. A link click, once again, is somebody clicks your headline or maybe they click your call to action button or maybe you have a link post with an image. They click that and then it goes back to your landing page. Maybe you have a video and it clicks at the end to learn more, whatever it happens to be. So those are what are referred to as link clicks. Now, if somebody clicks that going back to your site or your landing page or sales page, you would think that automatically your landing page or sales page would load and then they would view the page. Well, that's not always the case. Oftentimes you have people that back click quickly, or maybe you have a page that loads slowly. So landing page views will actually get you really what you want. They will actually, the page will load and you will mm-hmm. actually see that sales page of that landing page. And we've actually yep. troubleshooted this, and we did this in those episodes, where we found link clicks were maybe 2,000, but landing page views were 1,000, which mm-hmm. means your page load is so damn slow that you're losing 50% of your traffic. So that's sort of an extreme case. But when we try to use this objective, we typically will use landing page views because that's really what we want. Definitely. And once again, when you're choosing an objective, you want to tell Facebook, this is what I want. If you want right. to pixel somebody on your blog post, use landing page views. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Great, great suggestion. So I would suggest doing a test and looking at it. We tested this just recently and landing page views one hands down. And then of course, if you're having trouble getting landing page views, just move a step out to traffic, right? But yeah. definitely go for landing page views first. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So what about engagement, Ralph? So Facebook says, get more post engagements, page likes, event responses, or offer claims. This is if you want someone to engage with your ad. Liking it, commenting, sharing it. Engagement really speaks for itself, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, this used to be called page post engagement. Page post engagement. Now it's sort of like there's a post engagement and a page likes and an event <laughs> responses. So even though we said there's 17 different objectives, there's probably like multiples here. And then there's like so many sub objectives. I know. Uh, someone typed PPE to me yesterday and I was like, what the hell is that? Oh, page post engagement. Page post old engagement. school. <laughs> yeah, that's old school. Now it's just engagement. Yeah. That's okay. So when do you guys use this, Ralph? We don't use this one all that much because we really yeah. do like... If we want post engagement, post engagement really is all about like the social proof on the post itself. Cool. What we will typically do is if when we do use this, we use it by sort of default, meaning that what we found is that if you have a chunky piece of content that you want to gather social proof on, you want to pixel people once they click on your ad and land on your blog or whatever it happens to be, and then you're going to retarget them with some other maybe offer or something downstream in your funnel. What we found is if you post that blog post as an organic page post on yes. your page, not a dark post. So yes. Difference, like when you're in Ads Manager, when you're creating a campaign from scratch inside campaigns and what we're doing right here, that ad, remember, is a post. It's in essence a page post, but it doesn't go on your page itself. The Molly Pittman page, when you create an ad inside Ads Manager, it doesn't post to Molly's page what it does is it's referred to as a dark post. So this post is used primarily as an ad, but what we found is that if you actually take a post and like throw in the URL on a page on your Molly Pittman page, is there a Molly Pittman page? There should be a Molly there Pittman page. Yeah, very soon. <laughs> there will be. But if you actually post it on your page, what we found is that if you boost that post off your page, and Dennis, you did an episode on this a while back, is that we find that the engagement is really, really good. And you get really cheap link clicks, you get cheap engagement, because it's actually on the page itself. So that objective, air quotes, is engagement. So that's when we use it. So what we'll do is we'll post this chunky piece of content on a customer's page, Facebook page, run it. Social proof. Yeah. Boost it, get some social proof going because we're using yeah. the engagement objectives. And then we'll go into ads manager, pull out that post ID and use that as an ad in another yeah. campaign inside ads manager, or maybe repurpose it, you know, inside that campaign if we want to. You know, what's funny, Ralph, I do the same thing, but really for any campaign period, and this probably kills any person that's really data or scientific, but it works for me. Basically, I pick out when I'm setting up a campaign, even if it's conversion objective, I'll just pick one of the ads I'm testing to post to the page to boost it to get that social proof. And yeah. usually that one does really well. Of course, I don't want to post them all because then it's weird on the page, right? Mm -hmm. right? But I really enjoy doing that. And just to throw my two cents in here, that's awesome, Ralph. I think that's an amazing way to use this objective. Another use case, I use this when running comment to message ads for Messenger, right? So mm. the functionality inside a mini chat that allows you to start a Messenger conversation with anyone that comments on a post, engagement is the best because you're wanting comments, right? That's what triggers the Messenger to open and generates those subscribers for you. And it's also really, really cheap. I know we share a client that we've had a comment to message running for months 
in months. And I think there's over 20,000 comments on there. And it's really cheap to pay for those. So that's another one too. And I have, because I know we'll have people reach out and say this, I have seen in really, 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 really passionate markets that even if you're going to a sales page, if people just love your ads and are always commenting and liking and you get a ton of social proof, even if it is a sales ad, it could be worth testing the engagement objective because Mm. I have seen it work out to be cheaper, but I don't think that's a super scalable thing to do, but it's an idea. Cool. So what's the next one under consideration, Mall? So this is app installs. Get more people to install your app. This is probably the most straightforward one. (laughs) I think I've used it once for an app. (laughs) But if you do have an app, use app install. No one's bidding on that objective, right? Like there, it has to be super low competition. That app install button is really there if you want people to click. I've done this before. You've seen an ad in your newsfeed for a new app and you click and it opens right in the app store. It does. Or you can actually open it in Google Play too. Like there's there's some objectives here. Like you can open it in the Windows store. You can Amazon app store. It depends on where your app actually lives. I mean, this is a super cool objective that I've used probably a handful of times, not any time recently, but it's like, it goes back to the fact of if you have an app and you want installs through Facebook, this would be the objective that you'd use. And I would definitely use the app installs optimization for ad delivery. It's just kind of see the ball, hit the ball here. If you want app installs, use the app install objective. Exactly. Ralph, I think this went a little longer than we thought. So we're going to break this into two parts, right? Yeah, because there's a lot more like the ones we're only that we halfway use... through. <laughs> <laughs> Not only there's a lot to talk about here, but it's actually there's a lot of use cases for it. So I think it's good for us to stretch this out into two separate episodes anyway, because it makes sense. Like the stuff that's coming next in the next episode, part two, is the ones that we really use the most. And there's all kinds of ways to optimize those. So stay tuned for next week's episode on that. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. All right. So that's part one of this campaign objectives mini series here on perpetual traffic. All the resources that we named in this episode, we'll put those in the show notes. Go visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 167, all of the show notes in there with all the references. And yeah, study up for next week's episode where we get into video views, website conversions, and a couple of other things in the bag of tricks there. I love it. Bag of tricks. Bag of tricks. We got some bag of tricks. All right. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening as always. And we'll see you next week. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong but you can't quite put your finger on what, 
Go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.